Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Duke Pod, your real estate stories podcast. Uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I actually had a friend connect us to uh, someone that's interviewing small businesses. So I got interviewed by Camilla Soares out of uh, Intuit. It's a, a company that helps uh, small businesses, I think, with QuickBooks and stuff like that. Um, so the interview was kind of just for fun. It was over Zoom. And it really gives you guys, the audience, a chance to hear some stories from me, uh, but also really get to know me uh, and uh, my perspectives on the real estate market. And then we think we touch about a, a lot of things. It is 30 minutes, but I think it does make for a great podcast episode. So enjoy. Thank you so much, Philip, uh, for joining me here. And uh, so uh, my name is Camilla Soares, and I, I actually work in sales operations in Canada for uh, Intuit, and specifically for like QuickBooks. So thank you so much uh, for having me and uh, to talk about your business. So uh, the purpose of thank this- Thank you. So, and yeah, and I just want to confirm that we're recording this call. So uh, just for you to make sure that you, you have this, uh, uh, as uh, one of the requirements that we have. And uh, the purpose of the meeting here, it's pretty much just for me to understand about your business, uh, understanding what are, your, what are the challenges that you have in your business uh, or also the opportunities that you see, things like this. So I have like a few questions for you, but it's like a conversation. You can also uh, go anywhere you feel like that you want to talk about your business, anything that you think like that is interesting or maybe even uh, specific to your business would be really interesting for us. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like the script. So with that, I'll just uh, let you introduce yourself, maybe talk about your business, the name of your business and uh, any details that you want to, to set up up front. Okay, sure. So uh, my name is Philippe Hyduke. Um I work in uh, as a residential real estate agent here in the GTA, uh, mostly in the Halton. I live in Milton, Ontario. Uh, I used to live in Mississauga most of my life. So I've been doing this job for, uh, this is gonna be my eighth year uh, coming up in April. And uh, it's been a very fun job, lots of challenges. It's, uh, it's gotten me to where I am too, uh, which is good. Um, I also have a family. I have a wife named Isabella and two children, their uh, three-year-old son and a two-month-old baby, uh, Oliver and Zoe, Zoe's a two-month-old. Um, and, um, Basically, I, I work as a real estate agent here, so I'm a sales representative, and I actually own two different brands uh, as, a, as a sales representative. One is uh, kind of play on words on my last name, which is High Duke. It's Duke Realty Homes, and uh, I have a website for that, which we blog daily. Uh, I have a weekly podcast as well that I started, and um, that kind of like uh, is who I am as a residential salesperson. And then I also have another website called seventhfloor.ca, which uh, sometimes I sell pre-construction projects. So those are buildings that are going to be going up for sale. They're not built and I can get clients in through the door uh, to get their choices or advise them to which type of units they, they, they build. Uh, and I also have two assistants that work with me that I actually hired recently. So that's a, a kind of a continuation of my business. And so basically I, I run a business that I'm constantly evolving and there's constant new challenges and uh, it's uh, yeah, that's where I am today. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. 
so uh, just a quick question: how how you actually decided to be just a real estate agent, and how actually you went about like this expansion? Because it's not like that you're a unit anymore. So how did you go about like this expansion? Okay, so the the reality is that uh, when I was uh, a lot younger. Uh, back when I was actually 18, uh, I think I did like this like pyramid scheme sales course. And when my mom saw me in action, she thought I'd be a good salesman. Now I ended up going to university and did some traveling. And uh, right when I was like 26, she reminded me that I should maybe go into real estate. So I did the courses and uh, I joined a very busy team. So things kind of progressed pretty quickly. And um, I've been successful enough to make a career and a living uh, out of it. And uh, you know, uh, the, base is a, the base of it is that I'm an entrepreneur. I'm someone that enjoys owning his own business. I'm someone that enjoys all the challenges and uh, all these amazing features that come with it, all the ups and downs um, and uh, working with different kinds of people and uh, unique challenges that come with the job. Wow, that's that's really cool. Uh, it's actually really interesting the perspective that sometimes our parents have about us, uh, and then yeah. how likely does. So I'm really glad that yours actually worked out, and you were making a living out of it, and things are working for you. So really nice to see. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because my mom is actually coming over today because I have to work all evening, so she's gonna help out with the kids, and uh, she literally just poked her head through the door as I was like giving her credit. So, but I don't know if she heard it because she was holding a baby. <laughs> I will let her know that I gave her some credit. That's nice, really nice of you. <laughs> and then just because you are in this uh, in this business, and I I know that like we had uh, we had uh, different months, let's say for this uh, for this uh, segment uh, since COVID's hit. So, can you give us like a perspective of how COVID actually? Um, changed your business, how it's changing the future, how you're seeing this, the impact of COVID for your area? Okay, so uh, in general, COVID shut down the real estate market for almost two months, uh, from about the middle of March to um, probably the middle end of May. Uh, most things were shut down. It's very slow. Now, I did have a couple of clients purchase homes that were uh, basically homes that no one else wanted. They were like major fixer-uppers. And that's all you could uh, really purchase at that time. So the, the market was dead. In fact, it was I actually had a bit of a unique experience because uh, I sold a house back in March. And basically, I got an email the day of we were supposed to accept an offer that one of the other agents in the town has contracted COVID. And that was like, oh, my God, like, boom, COVID came. And like that agent, I think, came like we would, we couldn't confirm if the agent had been to uh, other places and like how many other agents that have been to our house uh, have been uh, then, you know, at that agent's listing or their house or something like that. So I was actually advised to shut down everything and mm -hmm. to not let people into the homes. Now, thankfully we sold the house that day, but I really freaked out my client, <laughs> but uh, it, it turned out really well. They ended up uh, selling it for a good price in the end. But, um, but after that, things were pretty grim. Of course, we were all at home. Uh, after May, uh, literally week by week, uh, I was even using a program called Broker Bay, which is uh, a lot of realtors here use, a lot of brokerages here use, which tracks the amount of showings, offers, and that kind of stuff using this program. So if your company uses the program, it'll just 
they just populate all the numbers. And week by week, we saw an increase in the activity uh, from middle of May on, uh, pretty much from May on, to be honest, like maybe it was like very small, subtle. And then uh, it just became a seller's market again. It just ballooned and house prices went up again, like dramatically. So even the pandemic did not stop the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, for my business, uh, because I'm someone that, uh, you know, I'm not like a top dog in the business. I'm not one of those uh, agents that has a full team under him. But however, we do consistently uh, have enough clients year by year. I had a lot of people reach out to me and were like ready to go and move uh, or they wanted to buy their first home, whatever it is. Maybe, you know, people were, <laughs> were just sick of looking at their house for so long, being in a day to day. Uh, or other situations that uh, you know aren't as positive like people don't want to be together anymore uh, but at the end of the day that's my job is to do the best to sell someone's home or to buy them the home for the best possible value uh, and uh, yeah the market's been really really busy um, I think uh, in uh, for example my daughter was born on August 17th and from June to the end of September I was absolutely swamped working like 67 hour weeks so literally a few hours, the next day she was born, I had to put a new house on the market in the hospital. <laughs> uh, and then now things are like pretty stable. So um, it's not that busy, but uh, most of my clients have already, uh, they've either purchased or they've sold whatever they needed to sell. Uh, so we're kind of coming down to the end of the year. And because of the pandemic, uh, and who knows if the second wave is actually coming very soon, it's so difficult to predict what is actually going to happen. Um, so we just kind of like leave it at the seat of our pants. Um, but the market is pretty strong. It's strong enough to survive a pandemic. Yeah. And then do you see any uh, change that is going to happen like in this um, business, in this segment? Do you see any change like long-term change that are going to be um, uh, the, 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 I would say, affected by the pandemic? Like so long-term things do you see any change yeah it, there's there's gonna be a crazy uh, a, a lot of changes uh and the, the reality is that some of those changes are already here uh, most businesses are allowing their employees to work at home if it's a type of work that people can you know work on a computer and so forth so uh for real estate purposes a lot of people have decided to leave the city of toronto and a lot of the suburbs and a lot of smaller communities outside of the GTA, people realize that they can just work from home in a house that is a lot bigger than what they live in if they're an hour away or an hour and a half or two hours away even because now they get to work from home. So a lot of the smaller cities have really increased in popularity like uh, substantially like Kitchener's and London's and even Windsor and places north basically just imagine a little Toronto and you just outskirt it. People are now willing to live somewhere else because they can get a lot more for their buck and they don't have to drive to work anymore. Um, there's also like, you know, a lot of changes with, uh, with, uh, I think there's less going to be less immigration this year. Canada is very, the market is continuously increasing because of um, how much immigrants we have. And the fact that we actually Canada as a whole doesn't build as many new houses to even accommodate the amount of immigration we have. So for example, last year, uh, we had 495,000 immigrants, but the but Canada only built 208,000 homes. Uh, so that's why the market continues to increase and there's a lot of demand in the market. Uh, also with uh, 
with the lack of uh, tourists and traveling, maybe Airbnbs, uh, you know, will 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 simmer down, and maybe there'll be more houses for rent. Maybe it'll be easier for people to lease places. Uh, so there's a lot of changes, and to be honest, there's going to be a lot more uh, that uh, will eventually happen, depending on how things settle and how people feel. Okay, that that's actually great, great perspective. So thanks so much for sharing this. So, okay, I think uh, I got a good understanding of how COVID is actually impacting your segment. So thank you so much for that. Uh, so I will just move more towards like, um, what do you love doing about your business? What do you don't like as much? And like the challenge that you, that you face with like managing a business like this. So if you can just go ahead and explain like, okay, what are the things that um, um, the, your main struggles, let's say to manage your business, what are the things that you lo love doing, the things that you don't like doing? Uh, and then we can just kind of like keep going from there. Okay, so, uh, so one of the things I I enjoy doing about the business that's I'm going to tie into what I don't enjoy is that there's always a lot to think about. There's a lot of different things to do between updating your site, updating your clientele, um, following up with past clients, uh, daily appointments. However, it is. Uh, the, one of my least favorite things to do is to record uh, what I talk to about um, leads and clients. Uh, so that's, for example, like administrative work where uh, a lot of times people call in about a house and technically people that work in sales, they have a CRM, a client relationship management system that they record information on there and they follow up with that client. Uh, I'm someone that uh, sometimes is extremely busy um, and, and then I have two kids. So the last thing I want to do is sit in front of a computer in front of a, like a software and have to input basic information in like uh, my negative free time. Um, <laughs> so I'd have to basically affect my sleep. Um, so those are some of the things I really don't enjoy doing. Um, and then do you want me to get into things I enjoy doing? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can also share the things that you love doing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So yeah, anything to do with like basic administration uh, that uh, and follow up, to be honest, I, I think uh, that's something that could be stronger. You know, I, I'm someone that uh, works on my own. There are a lot of teams out there. There are people that have a lot of admin staff and uh, they've uh, really, some people have uh, perfects perfectioned, uh, perfected, like their, uh, the way they handle their clients and CRM. And that's like an ongoing, uh, part of my business is that we're always looking to improve and we're always looking to do things either differently or better. Um, so even, even having to think about that a lot is us actually not always that fun. It is fun, but sometimes you're just like, you can't just relax. You're like, Hmm, maybe I can do this with my business. Maybe I can do that. Right. And uh, so that's up and down. Now, things I do enjoy working on my business, of course, I work with uh, people all the time. And uh, working with different types of people is absolutely super enjoyable. Um, in fact, the way I deliver messages to people, the way I work for people, I have to change the way I work for someone, depending on what type of person that is. So sometimes I have really easygoing clients and I could just tell them exactly, look, do this, do this, do this. And they say, yes, yes, yes. They follow my lead and everything's easy. Sometimes I have really demanding white glove service clients. I just had a client like that recently where I had to literally call them every day 
uh, and pick up their calls and uh, you know even if they were saying stuff that it was absolutely not true or stuff that wasn't even that nice I uh, said so a smile and nod and uh, you know be in a situation where I have to be a professional no matter what now I don't mind doing this because this is the this is these are the challenges of the jobs right um, you know if this year I had 20 clients each of those clients is completely different so working with those people uh, each of the clients were from different backgrounds like although I'm a I'm originally a, a native speaker of Poland so I was born in Poland Warsaw Poland and uh, immigrated with my family here when I was five years old and I could speak Polish and all that stuff most of my clients are not Polish I have a diverse clientele I feel like I can work with most people um, and so yeah a lot of my clients are different uh, they're either uh, Indian or Arabic or European or Canadian whatever it is and that's really fun um, so really getting to um, help a lot of people is you know why I do the job really of course uh, and you know it is a job where if things go well it can be very rewarding financially of course so that that helps stabilize and make money for the family and for you know things that we need uh, which is great uh, I also find uh, the very challenging days to be also a lot of fun and I gotta throw my kids involved in this one because there are a lot of times where I'm negotiating really intense offers and I'm like walking down the street with my daughter and my stroll with her in a stroller or like uh, <laughs> I'm like doing a couple hours with my son and I'm like all right I gotta like submit this offer for this client and like all of a sudden I just gotta like do it so I'm like evolving as a person where I have to find time throughout my day to do really sensitive and uh, intense things for clients and really negotiate uh, sometimes numerous things at once and sometimes my kids are involved where I just have to be there uh, of course I do have my own time to go to the office and go to appointments and stuff like that but uh, it just it's very fascinating. Sometimes you got to like build your son's bed, take down his crib, and then you're getting phone calls about houses. And then like, you got to submit an offer and like, and then you're like, oh yeah, we got to start dinner. Because, <laughs> you know, it, sometimes the family's not going to be there every day. So you just got to do it. So yeah, these are all the challenges I'm really enjoying. Uh, and also uh, doing more fun things. So you know, 11 weeks ago, I decided to start a podcast where I tell about stories that happen in the real estate industry. Uh, for example, I had a client submit an offer for a house that they loved. And so did a lot of other people because there ended up being seven offers on it. I suggested to them that they submit a photo of their family uh, in the offer, which, you know, because of COVID, most offers are done by email these days. And uh, we ended up getting the house. Of course, they did have a strong price. But we ended up getting the house over someone else because of that picture that had almost the exact same price in the situation. And these clients literally just moved into their house like a few days ago. And what was above their fireplace mantle, but as a framed photo of that picture that the sellers loved, that they picked them over someone else and a nice little card. And um, I mean, that was a suggestion that I had. I didn't know it was going to become so sincere. Uh, but that's that's an awesome story. So those are the type of things I talk about on my podcast, and those are the type of things that really give me joy. That's really nice. So congratulations on selling that house. I I, I understand it was a, a precious one. So yeah, yeah, that one worked out really nice. Yeah, can't get them all, but uh, that one was nice. That's nice. 
Okay, that's great. And uh, I have a kind of like a two parts question based on what you were telling me. The first one, I really like when you were talking about like the different type of customers that you get. So I'd love to understand how you get your leads. And I know that you also work um, uh, with this uh, CRM systems and all of these things. And this is the part that I don't really like. I would love to understand this piece a little more. So what CRM systems do you work and what do you wish, if anything, that these things kind of like, let's say, I don't know, and I may be talking about something that doesn't make sense to you, but like, I don't know, if you have to go check on a house before you uh, bring your customers to see this house, if like just by tracking where you go, your, your let's say, uh, system, CRM system would put like a check box there. Or even if you were bringing your customers, your CRM system would say like, okay, this, uh, this house was uh, one of the potential ones for these customers. And I don't know, it checks everything like automatically as you do. And I may be just like dreaming here, but let me know like what you would wish to see, what do we wish to see like in this, uh, in this um, making your life, admin life easier, if anything. Um, so uh, that, that is probably something I'm still working on on uh, the best way to use uh, a client uh, database. Um, that's forever evolving because uh, we're not really happy with that. But uh, because we've been so busy, we haven't focused on that too much. So I years ago, I used to work Salesforce and Salesforce has a lot of integration with, um, like, for example, you can email a client and then you could click um, a feature and that email will be automatically uh, recorded in the database. So you have like a note for your client. So like simplicity in these kinds of features are really what we're looking for in terms of a client relationship management system. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously we want to build a database of not only clients, but prospects that have come to our website or have inquired about certain properties we have for sale and, you know, do like a follow-up or monthly newsletter or something like that. Uh, I, are my, my, uh, one of my websites has a built-in CRM. So uh, I haven't tested that out too much, but uh, I told you earlier, I have a couple of staff that work for me now. Uh, so I really just literally just hired them like uh, a month ago, <laughs> one of them and like two weeks ago, another one. Uh, it's part of the ever expanding part of my, my business. And if I want, I can, I can just get them to do a lot of that work for me, the admin stuff, because I have a virtual assistant and I have another web developer um, that works on the websites. Um, I, I know how to do a lot of that work myself, but there's just not enough time for everything. So <laughs> we got to delegate some of the work so we can expand the business. Um, uh, and then I also have, uh, have a program that uh, it's called Agent Locator. It's a very popular one here in the Toronto area. Uh, it's a business here. They even have their own um, office here. And basically it's like a search engine uh, that you can just integrate into your system. So into your email, into your um, website. So if someone goes to, uh, let's say I have a blog about an area in Mississauga, then I can add like a link to the search and they could look at homes for sale in that, uh, in that area in Mississauga. Um, so that system itself has a CRM system as well. So if someone were actually like, oh yes, I'd like to receive homes for sale in Mississauga for 800,000, then they'd be added into the database automatically by registering. Okay, that's actually super cool. So it's more like the time to actually dedicate to this thing, but the, 
the functionalities that, or the apps they do exist. It's more like the time that you need to dedicate to to advancing that in that in that let's say to that automation or something like this. Yeah, like in sales, like uh, there's going to be times where like you have a lot of clients and things are going well, and there's going to be times in the year where uh, you know, maybe those clients aren't ready yet. Or for example, I had a client yesterday, like I showed him a home that they absolutely love, but the husband is just not mentally ready to move. And I absolutely respect that. So we just may not be looking for a home anymore until he's ready for like two, three months, who knows, maybe next year. Um, and so things just suddenly disappear, they vanish, like all of a sudden you have a certain amount of clients. So then in business, we talk a lot of our community members, our other agents, we talk that, you know, sometimes it is a lot about the leads because they keep you going, right? You have people that you can follow up with, people that have inquired about your properties, people that have registered to your websites. Um, and the end goal is to make enough sales to, to reach some kind of goal, some kind of year end goal. And then every year you kind of try to increase that until you're happy or satisfied or whatever it is that's important for you, right? So you need a certain amount of leads and you need a certain amount of prospects to kind of reach that level. Yeah, that's actually really nice. Okay, that's great, great to hear. And now I would love to kind of like uh, just um, ask you more like how you manage your business. So in terms of uh, how you manage your finance, um, like more in the QuickBooks side a little bit, even though I don't know if it's QuickBooks or not, but like just tell me how you manage this side of the business. And again, what are the challenges that you face? What do you wish to having that sense? Uh, okay. Um, because I work on my own, I just kind of do whatever I uh, need and want, I guess, technically. Uh, of course, I'm married. So <laughs> some decisions have to go through my wife. But um, actually, my wife and I agreed recently uh, that uh, because I've hired these uh, assistants, uh, that some of my expenses are going to be higher than before. And so what we've decided, what I've decided to do is I've decided to uh, get a second credit card, uh, which is like a cashback card. And uh, I'm going to put 25% of all my earnings into an account that pays for all my business expenses. That's going to go through the credit card. So the idea is that uh, I cycle through my business expenses uh, through an account that doesn't affect any of the things that we have at home. Uh, and I continue to add it and I can spend whatever I want. Of course, I, I delegate that based on results and needs. And um, yeah, it would be pretty simple to just, you know, have all the, uh, you know, all the different uh, different purchases and services that I need for taxes, but also then my wife doesn't have to worry why I spent all this money on this particular thing. <laughs> uh, of course, she understands that, you know, we have to reinvest in the business, right? That's why I have these assistants. That's why... You know, I'm doing a lot of work on these websites. That's why we're blogging, podcasting, whatever. It's a, it's a, some things are just that you need to spend money on them, and some things are you need to spend time on. But a lot of things are combinations of both. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, so then in terms of like managing your financials, um, do you use an accountant? Do you use a specific software, or you were like even like this 25% that you decided? How did you make this decision? How how do you know that 25% is the right cut? Things like this. Uh, and I would love to, to hear if you kind of like have this assistance from uh, a software or from an accountant, or it's just like you managing all of this yourself. Yeah, I basically manage them myself. I'm, of course, I pay my taxes every year, so I do have an accountant, but there's not someone that monitors my finances. Um, 
I think I'm pretty, um, if I need to spend money on a business expense, I, I deem it necessary. I just do it. Uh, if I need to stage a house, which could be sometimes $2,000, uh, I do it. Uh, so whatever I say I have to do, we do it. But, uh, you know, if there are things, so for example, my wife and I were talking today about uh, doing some landscaping in the backyard. We had talked about that six months ago and we, I don't think we were in a position to spend that kind of money. I think so we were like, let's not spend it. So if there's, if there's situations in our lives that we can minimize spending so we can work on the business, which entail will, uh, the sales of the business will allow us to spend more money on things that we like. And then, you know, you got to reinvest some of it. Um, then that's really how I manage it. So I think I'm a pretty good manager of my finances because I have not run out of money yet. <laughs> so that's a good thing. And uh, of course, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. You know, it's actually pretty hard in, uh, in a lot of businesses, I think real estate agents in general, because whenever you get a check, for a real estate transaction, so a commission check, the government takes off HST from whoever, let's say the sellers, they, they charge them HST on the commission and you get that HST. So you have to give that HST back to the government at the end of the year or the following year. And sometimes that's like 15, $20,000. It is actually fascinating. As soon as I found that out my first year, how many people could actually blow their money and like they still owe just in taxes like 15 20 30,000 at the end of the year uh so you got to really be uh, on top of it and make sure you set that money aside uh and not do anything uh you know you gotta have that money yeah no for sure. oh that's actually great so yeah and then just uh my last question to you uh, do you have any wishes in terms of like uh, anything financially that would like make your life easier uh, financially, that would make my life easier. Um, I mean, there are lots of, uh, there are lots of things that I think, you know, when you run a business, especially these days, there's a lot of like small businesses, small to medium businesses that offer some kind of service. So there's a lot of services out there that I think could improve the efficiency of something you're going after. For example, if I want to post something on social media, I know there's a an app I found out recently that you can you can submit like five different um, different like let's say platforms of social media, and you could post the same blog on all five of them, and it'll do that for you, right? So that's like efficient. So we're in terms of financial, we look for we want things that can can make our business more efficient, and could save us time. Because a lot of time is spent with dealing with clients and making going to appointments, but you need time to do a lot of administrative stuff, a lot of social media, um, that kind of stuff that really like is the back end of your business. Um, however, uh, I think for the most part, I think we feel I feel pretty confident with our finances. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's great. So I know that we are uh, at time here. So Philip, I really want to thank you for this time. So really appreciate you actually talking to us, uh, taking this time out of your busy day and your family time. So really appreciate everything. So and uh, I will contact you uh, at some point with uh, maybe 
um, what QuickBooks uh, may have that is uh, QuickBooks or any app that we integrate with that may have some sort of um, uh, things to help you. I'm not sure, sure if I'll find something, but I'll try to find something and contact you. Hey, you never know. You can make it more efficient. That would be what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. I'll try. Okay, so thank you so much for that. Thank you. Uh, bom dia. <laughs> you can stop recording. <laughs>